Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I can be reading from. I can be reading from the local librarian who actually still has cum stains on her body from this morning's rendezvous. I can be reading from that woman you saw at the grocery store yesterday. You know the one. She secretly likes to go masturbate while she's out in public. I can be reading from your dentist who is secretly a high class paid dominatrix on the weekends. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic fantasies, questions, or anything else, please feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember, by submitting a story or question, you certify the following are true. You are a sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired, and you're releasing all rights to your creation. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and now Smuttyfy at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. And if you enjoyed the show, leave a positive review anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts. Support for Dear Nikki is brought to you by Manscaped, who designed the ultimate body and ball trimmer. So you know what month it is, right? What are you going to be doing on that special day where roses are red and violets are blue? And if you have trim balls, I know what I'm going to do with him under the, oh, wait, (laughs) we're talking about Valentine's Day. Not what I'm about to do with my lover soon. We know the gift to give that special someone on special occasions. But here's the thing. Do we ever think of grooming as a special occasion? It always should be. Just like a woman might keep a toilette in her purse to keep fresh in quickies. You never know. Or we have that special pair of panties we always dress to kill. Those are my high heels anyway. It's time to give your lover a gift that 4 million men worldwide trust from Manscape, the leaders in waist grooming. Use the code DEARNIKKI, N-I-K-K-Y, of course, to get 20% off plus free shipping worldwide. Manscaped.com, DEARNIKKI is the code, 20% off, and tell them Nikki sent you. As we are all sexually explorative here, my question is this, what is the one vanilla thing that, and when I mean vanilla, it's something that, that, um, cause most of us that are ex- sex explorers don't feel like we can talk to our friends. We have our own tribe, like right here that we can talk to about how we want to be the slutty or this dirty or how, whatever our dynamic or story is. But what is the one vanilla thing that you could have a conversation with, with your other friends, our vanilla friends, or acquaintances, however we're talking, that still makes you feel kinky, still makes you feel sexplorative. And the more I 
really think about this because as I've said before, sometimes when some when we are so sexplorative, coming back to the basics, vanilla, sometimes can be kinky. And even if we do kink it up just a bit, we all say we need more when we're sexplorative, but or kinky or whatever else, but sometimes it's good to come back and work from our foundation up, right? Mine is touching. I love not only to touch myself, and I don't mean masturbation. I just mean feeling the sensuality of my skin, the texture of my skin. There is nothing like touching somebody. And I do love to touch. I love to soft touch. Like if I come up behind you and touch your arm slowly. Ah, yes, you know who I'm talking to. You know, there's something about grounding somebody. And when you touch somebody, it connects them with you. You know, it immediately brings them to you. So the more you touch, the more they're engaged with you, the more they're connected with you, or they're not and they leave, which it doesn't work. But 90% of the time it does. If you've got them other ways, and I'm not talking a game here or anything else. But for me, it's that's a very vanilla thing that people are like, you know, that's so basic. But for me, it what it's what gets me going. Not only do I flirt and play with him, uh, it's teasing and tantalizing myself too. So if we are sitting at a table, and I'm really connecting with you, and I'm touching you, I'm into you. But you know, that should be basics, right? What about you? What is the vanilla thing that you do that makes you feel ultra sexy, sexual, sexplorative, and what more that you go to over and over and over again? I'd really like to know. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax. Let's have some whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, when I was a senior in high school, I was dating a classmate I'll call Chrissy. She was my first BJ, and she was the first girl I ate out. She was tall, about my height, six foot, blonde hair, firm ass, and small perky tits. We were never allowed to be in her room, but we could be in the basement, a more accessible and seemingly less private space. When you got to the bottom of the steps, you would see a computer to the right, maybe 20 feet from the bottom of the steps. Straight ahead was a small couch, and then along the right wall, another couch, so that the couches formed an L. The TV was against the far wall with a mass of poorly stacked DVDs and VHS tapes. One night, we were hanging out in our usual spot, her basement, watching a movie. Lights off, of course. One thing led to another, and she began to give me a blowjob. I don't know if she had a smaller than average mouth or if it was inexperience, but often feel her teeth on my shaft. But in all honesty, it added to the pleasure. It was just the right amount of bite. So here she is, sucking my cock, slurping as usual, trying to figure out how to fit it into her mouth. I come in her mouth and she swallows it all down like she always did. Then I pull her up and lay her down. I tug off her tight jeans and begin to lick and finger her tight pink pussy. She's giving soft moans and writhing around, pushing back into the couch. She comes, and her thick juices are coating my fingers, 
so I lick them clean. We stand and hug and kiss, and that's when we notice that her stepdad is sitting on the computer. I'm not sure when he came down, but I remember seeing his broad shoulders and military cut and thinking if he wanted to, though no longer enlisted, the old army man could terminate me, but he didn't. He just sat there, clicking around eBay. He didn't even turn around. I wonder if he saw or heard anything. Then again, I don't care. Part of me enjoys the idea of people seeing me fuck or get sucked off. Scott. Well, hello, Scott. (laughs) Do I have a story for you? You brought back a memory for me. So, like you, well, mine actually was not in a basement. Mine was in a living room. I was uh, dating this gentleman and who was home from leave. (laughs) And we were sitting on the L-shaped couch, which was the traditional L-shape, you know, in one block. And his mother had went to her computer room. So our stories are kind of lying here. And, you know, as we're watching Star Trek, I have a thing for guys with Star Trek, and I don't even know until I'm dating them or I'm with them that they're into Star Trek. Anyway, so I start stroking him. I mean, he had a nice cock. And here I was stroking him on the couch and being with him. And who comes out of the computer room? Yep, thank God we had a blanket. But you know, she knew she absolutely knew. And um, yeah, went home not too long after that with a makeout session in a car and against the wall of my apartment, um, where I was home from college. So yes, there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what would you have done? I, I don't know if I it would have taken me a quite a while. And I'm wondering, Scott, if you were ever had the keen sense to figure out if he and I know you don't care. But I'm wondering if you ever did you go back? Did you was there anything after that? Did you guys end it? I mean, was there any indication that he knew? Um, mine? Absolutely. She absolutely knew we were screwing around. So you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't care now and and everything else. But uh, yeah, you definitely brought back a memory of being caught for me. <laughs> Dear Nikki, there is a sex moment from about 10 years ago that still haunts me today. A sex moment that changed my sexuality and views to sex. I grew up in a cowboy environment, despite being the smartest kid and the shyest kid around. I still got that cowboy manliness that every girl's complimenting for. I'm very good at touching a woman and even better at playing with her mind. With time, I've become more dominant verbally and physically, not because I like it, but because I see a positive effect and the pleasure my women are getting from this. They were almost becoming addictive mentally and physically. Well, the experience I'm about to talk is very different from this and the best sexual moment in my life so far. This was in 2011. I was in my early 20s, and I just moved to the U.S. I started chatting with this girl from California. Like most of my previous girls, she liked to listen to me, and I could see a connection between us. After about two weeks, I flew down to meet her. She was beautiful, petite, especially by my side, as I'm 6'2". We had dinner and explored the city in the night. Then I checked into my hotel, and she slept at her house. We agreed to meet the next day, early in the morning, for a hike to see the waterfall by the beach, 
just north of the city. On our hike to the waterfall, I decided to take a shortcut and walk by the river, all the way to the waterfall. This was a mistake, as we got lost and the path disappeared. But that was a good place for our first kiss. I was a gentleman, and she was very impressed. We finally get to the waterfall, all dirty and mud, holding our hands in the way back. I was in a romantic mood, and she seemed to be happy. She drove me to my hotel, and I helped her undress and give her a t-shirt and some shorts. When the kissing resumed, I slowly started kissing her and slowly touching her, kissed her neck, touched her boobs, then slowly getting down with my kisses and touching her ass. My hand was covering her entire small round ass. I confidently turned her around, gently massaging her back and legs while giving her a few kisses around her vagina. I stopped there and told her that we're moving too fast. She disappointedly agreed, and she told me that she needed to take a fast shower before our dinner. After she got in the shower, I couldn't help myself but get in the shower with her by asking if we should save some water. She didn't reply, but I slowly got in with her without touching her. She turned around and made me pleased sound looking at my penis. I got closer to her and start massaging her, touching her tits only. I was talking to her all the time, and she was easily laughing. She then invited me to get under the shower. I got under the shower stream facing her. She started awkwardly touching my penis. Her little hands couldn't get both around my erection, and there would still be some space left. She gave it a shy kiss. Then she confidently turned me around. She gently massaged my back, ending with a painful scratch. Then she would compliment my ass, getting really excited about it. She started massaging me slowly. This completely relaxed me and switched my mind from being focused on satisfying someone to focusing on complete relaxation. She reached to my balls and pressed my butthole. That was a new, amazing feeling. I was a bit scared and wanted to stop her, although I really found I really enjoyed it. She was very good at it. Then she started to massage around my butt, seeing how I liked it. I was very embarrassed and I was ready to stop her but was thinking to enjoy it just a bit more. Then she slowly put her fingers inside. That's when my manliness couldn't allow her. I turned around, gave her a smile, and gave her a kiss. I love touching girls' holes myself, and I'm doing it all the time. I just didn't expect that I would enjoy receiving it so much. I never had that experience again. Today, many years later, I'm sure that my wife would be good at it. I just don't know how to tell her. I'm ashamed to talk to her about this. She enjoys me being dominant and rough, and I'm just because she likes it. But the only way for me to come is imagining her touching me from behind. A. Hello, Mr. A. Wow, I, this was hot. I kind of wish you would have let her. Just because something pushes you doesn't make you less submissive or more dominant or vice versa. I guess, yeah, that's it. If anything, it's, I know when, say giving head, it is a very, can be a dominant and submissive part of a man, depending on who's controlling it. But I know, do I feel when I'm giving him head? Do I feel like I'm in control? Do I feel like at this? Do I feel like I'm the one in control of all the shots? Absolutely. But I'm also getting myself off. And the fact that 
he's there enjoying it and takes control, he's still in total control. There is nothing like, cause my, me giving him pleasure is my submission to him or being submissive to him. And that's the way it gets me going. So maybe find a way to explain it to her just because you want to feel the sensations doesn't make you any less dominant or however, what dynamic works for the both of you, because you want this. It doesn't put you in a submissive situation. If anything, you're having her give you pleasure. So again, it's still the amount of you telling her you can spin it that way um, and still be able to get all of this and still, unless you're wanting to feel the submissive way. And that's a conversation that you, you may want to have with her, but just because you want her to explore it doesn't mean you can't be dominant. If that makes sense. It's like when um, a woman is giving a man a blowjob and he grabs her ponytail and controls it kind of the same thing. You can be telling her how to let me teach you how to touch me, you know, those kind of things. And you might find that she may be curious if you're sensitive there. So I think this is an open dialogue situation where it can happen. And definitely live out what you didn't get to finish or you didn't let yourself go because of, oh my God, that's not me. That's not the manly me. So I would love to hear where this goes. A, um, I actually would definitely. I know Mr. Darcy's interested. Dear Nikki, this wasn't my first time fucking an escort, but it's certainly the first time this has ever happened. This is my second time seeing this particular escort a beautiful Brazilian living in the U.S. for several years with massive natural tits. You would swear are fake, but are just perfect and fat, beautiful ass. She also does the Brazilian tan line thing. That's just so hot. First time I saw her, we did everything with a condom on, but blowjobs. But this time was a bit different. We started on the bed making out and me sucking on her tits, which led to me eating her pussy. She has one of those big clits. I noticed a lot of Brazilian women have for whatever reason and sucking on her big clit, lifting up her legs to the tongue, fuck her asshole. And every once in a while, she told me she came and that now was a turn on to me. I get on the bed with my knees and she starts sucking me deep throating me while I fuck her face. I'm ready to come at this point, but I'm doing my best to hold back. She tells me to lay down and sucks me more licking up and down my shaft and sucking my balls. She then slides up to my face and starts making out with me again while sliding her pussy on my cock. At this point, I'm literally about to explode. She puts on a condom on me and rides me. Within seconds, I was exploding in the condom, but kept fucking her for a while. We clean up a little bit, chat, and laugh for maybe about 15 minutes before I start sucking on her tits again while she strokes my rock-hard dick. I'm laying on my back, and she starts sucking me, and stroking when spinning and looking into my eyes. This girl is insanely hot. This is when things get interesting. I roll her over so she's on her back, and my cock is hovering near her pussy. We're making out, and I'm playing with her tits when she starts rubbing my cock on her pussy lips. Now, typically this is when the escort puts on the condom, but she just looks into my eyes, slips it right into her wet pussy. I'm completely shocked, but oh my God, 
Her little pussy felt so good, and I couldn't help it. I just started thrusting away. I had a lot more stamina after the first blow, so I raise her legs over my head and fuck her really deep. Roll her over, have her ride me cowgirl. She has a mirror at the base of the bed, so I'm watching my cock go in and out of her pussy while I spread her ass cheeks and admire her tan lines. She proceeds to then ride me reverse cowgirl and squatting on my cock until she couldn't stand. After this, she rolled over, exhausted to her stomach, saying she came. I'm still rock hard, staring at her big fat ass, so I start tugging her asshole and licking her pussy until she gets on all fours and says, fuck me. I slip my cock in her and start slowly, building until I'm pounding away. She's spreading her ass, showing me her tight butthole, and said she could tell by the way I'm jackhammering that I'm trying to come, and she says, just don't come in me. Now I'm snipped, so no concerned, but the pull out and spray my load all over her ass and pussy while spreads her cheeks. I'm not sure why she put my bare cock inside of her, but I couldn't help myself. I know it's bad, but it felt so fucking good. Ken. Well, hello, Ken. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's ask how many of us, not necessarily with an escort, or okay, we can throw that dynamic in, have been with somebody you want to use condoms and you break the rule. You are like, fuck it. I used to talk to a gentleman and I haven't in a very long time because I just haven't had the time that he loved to just rub it on the outside and talk them into it. And where they would just snap, like she'd have to have it in her where the the feeling is so bad that you want it raw and you want to feel the ridges and the bumps and everything else. Now that I found very hot. I, I never thought that fantasy was hot. And it's funny, sometimes I'll hear fantasies from men that I normally wouldn't think is attractive or sexy or great. And then you hear it from their perspective, like outside the box and looking away. And you go, oh, now I see. And hearing him tell and hearing his octave drop and his voice change and how hard and how turned on he was getting at the fact that convincing or teasing this woman into letting him slip it in. Not that this is what happened here, but could you? If you're in the moment of passion, of lust, of sex, of all that buildup and the pheromones, ladies, could you push back? Could you gentlemen? Could you push in or out and say, just don't come in me. Fuck me hard and fast, but just don't come in me. Could you do it? I, uh, I'd like to say no, but uh, yeah, probably the answer is no for me, but I'm in logical mode now, aren't I? Dear Nikki, as you may recall, the first episode of Tanya, Sherry and Jonathan aired on January 19th, 2022. This is part two on the journey of married couple Tanya and John and Tanya's bestie, Sherry. It has been a few months now and John has embraced his duties of helping out Sherry. Sherry is a single in her late 40s, curvy and beautiful. She's been a longtime friend of Tanya's. I, John, routinely visit Sherry's house about once a week, usually when her kids are away, and I do chores, odd jobs, and even foot massage now and then too. 
John's wife, Tanya, is very supportive and encourages Sherry to use John as she sees fits. Tanya and John have been married for 20 years and are in a female-led relationship for five years now, but it's only in the last few months that Sherry has started to use John for his help and service. Tanya has shared everything with Sherry over the years, so she knows about the chastity cage, the orgasm denial, the foot massages, and the discipline. Over the last few months, John has been tasked with planning a joint family camping trip to a local provincial park. Here's where we continue the story. It was early afternoon at the campsite. I and John had just finished chopping some wood and sat down. You, Tanya, were busy reading a book. Do you like that book, Tanya? I asked. It's okay, you replied and continued. Sherry's on her way over to the site for a drink. Just as you said that, I turned to look off in the direction of Sherry's site, and I see her walking over. Sherry is in her late forties, curvy, with a beautiful face and a commanding presence. As she approaches, I get off the chair and allow her to sit beside you. Hi, Tan. Hi, John, Sherry says to us. As I make my way over to one of the kids' chairs, her kids and ours are off riding their bikes. As Sherry sits down and she says she has an exasperated voice, it's nice to have some quiet adult time. Yes, it is, replies Tanya. Jonathan, can you get me a drink, please? Sherry says as her eyes pierce mine. Yes, Sherry. I respond as I go to the cooler and fetch her a vodka lemonade. I hand it to her and return to my chair. You and Sherry sit and talk as I chop more firewood. After about 10 minutes, you call me over. Jonathan, take the basket of laundry in the trailer over to the comfort station. Make sure you separate the whites and colors and place them in the machine and then come back. Yes, Tanya, I respond. Good boy. Sherry and I want some alone time. You retort and smile. I head to the trailer and grab the laundry and make my way over to the comfort station. It takes about 20 minutes to get the laundry started and return to the campsite. As I come back with an empty basket, I still see you and Sherry chatting and smiling. I place the basket on the picnic table when you call me over. Jonathan, come over here, you say to me. I walk over to you both. You smile at me and our eyes lock as you say, get on your knees. A flood of anxious energy overcomes me. We're at a campsite which is secluded, yet people do walk by and can see. Also, you and Sherry are both sitting there in your shorts with your legs crossed, and you both know how much I like that. I can see the chastity key hanging from your necklace just above your full cleavage, reminding me that I belong to you. I kneel before you, both on the pine straw that covers the campsite. Both you and Sherry look so beautiful as I sit there before you. Sherry bobs her foot near me, which means she would like a foot massage. I have to come to know her signals over time I've spent with her at her place. Never sexual, I have only massaged her feet, and only when she requires it. I take her foot in my hand. Her muted red painted toes glisten in the sun. I press firmly on her insole with my thumb as I cradle her heel with the other. I listen to her breathing to know I'm hitting the right spot. I hear Sherry exhale as she relaxes knowing I hit that spot. This is glorious, Tan. Sherry smiles as she looks back at you. He gives a great foot massage Sherry. You respond back. I sit there for 10 minutes, just listening to you both talk as I massage Sherry's pretty feet. Solely focused on giving a good foot massage, I'm startled when you say, Now, Jonathan, you have been such a good boy for Sherry and me for the last few months, so we've been talking about how this dynamic may involve. 
She jumps in. Yes. I opened up to Tanya about some of the things I'm missing and would like. As Sherry removes her foot from my hand, I quizzically look at you and Sherry. I thought I was doing a great job, I say concerned. The last thing I want is for this to end. No, no, Jonathan, you say. Me and Sherry have talked about her needs and what I'm comfortable with, and so I'm giving her your second key. Very puzzled, I look at you until I see you pull the backup chastity key out of your pocket. You wear the main key, but you always had a second key hidden in the house just in case of an emergency. Now, holding it in your hand, you dangle it in front of me. A wave of emotions floods over me. Amazement and anxiousness fills me. Sherry's going to be your second key holder. I think Sherry could see the look of shock on my face when she jumps in. Yes, Jonathan, I would like to hold the secondary key to your chastity cage. Yes, Sherry, is all I can muster from my lips as I adjust my kneeling in pine straw. Tanya and I both agree that you must buy me a silver necklace like hers so I can wear the key as when you're serving me. Understood? Yes, Sherry. There's something else Sherry would like you to do. I have to agree to it as well, you say. I look at Sherry as she adjusts the chair and crosses her lovely legs the other way. I would also like to purchase an attachment harness for your cage and an eight-inch dildo. Do you understand, Jonathan? In disbelief, a flood of thought go through my head. Is it for me to use on her or her on me or just to tease me? Is this a test? I don't know. Then reality grips me. I love pleasing my life. I have loved the journey supporting and serving her best friend, Sherry. Yes, Sherry, I understand. Thank you for trusting me with this. I respond to her. And thank you, Tanyu, for allowing me to continue to serve you and Sherry and trusting me. My bucket feels really full. As I kneel before my wife, her best friend, Sherry, my world has shrunk just to them. Even though I'm a provincial park on a fairly open campsite during the middle of the day with people around, all I can see is my lovely wife and her beautiful friend, Sherry. I feel so lucky to be able to serve them and be authentic. I cannot wait to see what our future holds. Jonathan. Okay, I don't know if, and by the way, hello, Jonathan, Sherry, and Dania. I don't know if I've ever told this story. So in one year of my life, I actually did have a regular that I had control of his chastity belt. He was in between key holders and I was his key holder. Um, but the interesting thing about his backup key is he kept it uh, frozen in a two liter pop bottle in the freezer. And to get to it, he'd have to defrost, defrost it. Um, and I always found that interesting when he was key holding himself, like he loved to be in chastity. His dynamic though was uh, being chased. Um, he liked the way the cage pinched him when he had in his quotes, impure thoughts which is a kink of its own. He loved pleasing women. He loved doing exactly what Jonathan's doing, but no sexual gratification uh, for him at all. He didn't want it. He wanted to remain chaste, which there's sometimes on my calls when I do take them, I go to logic land and I'm like, I have, and you can't do that. So I have so many questions about why and how and what made you desire this. And you can't ask those, you know, eventually maybe, but I never did. I never got to. Um, and not only that, he was from like 
a different country. So, you know, my key holding days were numbered in between him finding a new one. But if this works for the three of you, I am immensely pleased and just so happy for the both of you, all three of you actually. And I cannot wait to see how this grows. Having a female led relationship with a man in chaste or in chastity is it's just like any relationship, really. It's hard. It's just a different, different type. It's just a different type of dynamic. It's not something I would want. I don't want my man in chastity because I want access to that sucker, like, and not have to fiddle with a freaking key. But that is me. I want instant access and being able just to lay there and have it in my hand and just laying there at night and stroking it. I don't want a cage between it. I don't want that. I prefer a more dominant person. Um, Not that John, again, going back to what I said to the Dom, just because he's in chase doesn't make him dominant or not dominant or have dominant natures. So and that's a whole other show by somebody else that knows way more in the life, that type of lifestyle than I am. I am just kidding and giving you the icing on the cake here. You can dig into the middle with them. So would you if your partner wanted something to try chastity, to try something extreme or something a little more out our comfort zone here, could you do it? Would you find a way to support them to worship you? Hmm. It's more than likely a no from me, but I'd like to see if anybody else is out there curious about it. I think this is a good place to stop for the day. I want to thank you for joining me. Remember, if you have any questions, stories, anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Smutify at D-Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. Also, I know I didn't mention this at the beginning, crazy summer nights, August, the first week of August, I think, somewhere around whatever, I'm going. The link is in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. Have a drink talk, you know, tell stories, that kind of thing. Um, Let me know if you're interested. I'll send you or just follow the link. It'll give you all the information you know. And in closing, hello, lover. I'm thinking about that time we talked about this morning, how we licked, touched, tasted, and went a little bit above our boundary. I'm ready to explore again. What about you? And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, bye for now.